right, Zach. What's happening, man? Nothing, man. How are you, man? Thanks for doing. Very well. Yeah. My pleasure. So, uh, you were cool with uh, with this is recording. Just so you know, I just wanted to let all you. good. That's all good. All right, man. Absolutely. So, uh, are you in Boston right now, or are you? you no, I'm in. Uh, I'm in. Uh, I'm outside of Montreal. I live. Uh, I've been up here for like 25 years or so. Okay, that's that's what I was I was confused. I didn't. I knew you grew up in Boston, right? You're originally that's true from Boston. And uh, how's uh, how is Montreal right now with everything going on? And what's your situation like? It's it's in a near lockdown uh, at this point. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's neighborhood. You know, you, you know, I go out with the kids and we ride bikes and you know try to try to keep. Um, somewhat uh semblance of healthy um, <laughs> yeah. it's actually a good i mean in, in that in that regard that's the one thing that i can say is has been um quite beneficial uh, two things actually uh, one is the fact of just go, getting to go out and go ride a bike and 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 drag the kids along with me and try to you know try to get the heart pumping and you know Absolutely. instead of sitting around the other yeah. side of it is i get to spend a lot of time with my kids so it's, that's awesome man yeah. well so it's the same it's the same situation here as it is in canada then everything's all kind of locked down but um What's been cool is a lot of uh, musicians I know and, uh, and even people that aren't into working out, like you, like you said, have been working out. But a lot of people are getting creative just out of the, uh, the, the you know, there's nothing else to do. You know, they're just starting, totally. to, make, they're starting to make music. And um, have you been doing anything like along those lines, been artistically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, I mean, I, I just, um, well, I just did the Gimme Radio thing. Uh, I was a guest DJ for that. So. So that was a big. That took a while to sort of get uh, get together. That was the first time I did that. That was a huge um, uh, piece, really. That was that was quite awesome. Uh, so I did that. I've been writing. Uh, I've been recording. I have. Um, you know, I got a couple of projects outside of the Acurian project, uh, but I have uh, one of the, one of the projects that um, it's right now. It's still a bit under wraps. Um, just started recording one of the tracks. We got five tracks right now, so just recording. Just doing pre-prod, really, right? Oh yeah, now. man. And, Can't wait uh, to hear. Yeah, man. Writing, and I'm, you know, putting together um, uh, a bit of a, a book piece that I'm doing, and uh, so yeah, trying to trying to keep busy. Uh, I'm not uh, floundering in front of the TV. Uh, you know, I, Netflix is, you know, it's it's it, my TV's on rarely, anyways. But right. uh, but I would say, you know, I mean, at this point, I'm probably at an all-time high probably watching um you know an hour an hour and a half of tv a day i'm right there with uh, you yeah fuck I, I can't do it dude you know unless it's hockey if the bruins are on i'll watch there but, you go uh, aside from that not much yeah. not watching much eat your soul man i know but uh yeah. i wouldn't expect you to be laying around man you for those who don't know i mean you've been you've been at this a while you have a million projects going on all the time so uh what uh what keeps you going, man? What keep what, what is it about death metal and the, the music you like that keeps your passion lit for, you know, you've been through a lot with all this. And uh, as I said in my review, it's, um, this Acurian record is like the most heartfelt, legitimate, emotional stuff plunged into this. And, uh, you know, it's something that you would expect out of like a new band to write or like a young band or whatever. But you're a, you're a veteran and you're coming out with <laughs> still more of the, most heartfelt shit ever is you with no disrespect to your old stuff or anything like that at all but i just want to want to know what what does it for you man like i appreciate that zach um you know i mean for me it's it's just love of love of music love of you know i mean not just metal but all you know 
many types of music, very, very uh, uh, open to uh, lots of different uh, genres of music. And uh, um, but metal just, you know, has always been that that one form that, you know, when, when I was growing up, it was it was despised. You know, people, most people I knew, you know, we were considered the scumbags of, uh, you know, of the school, the scumbags of the city. And, you know, and it was just music, man. It was not fucking we weren't causing I mean, we were causing some trouble, but not not causing like tons of trouble not not hurting anyone not you know so i mean for 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 us it was always like i i you know i i can say i can safely say that it i definitely gravitated towards that style of music at an early age um whether it was just metal it was it was hard rock led to you know more uh black sabbath kind of acdc kind of kind of fringe you know metal right. stuff uh, and then it just became you know it was iron maiden it became metallica you know, megadeth slayer and then it just it shot up from there. Early on, I was listening to Bathory and SOD and Venom and you know and stuff like that. So I mean, it, it it took off, and when it took off, it took off fucking strong. Yeah, it uh, did. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. It it you know it, and and I was out. Uh, I'd get let's say I get a hundred bucks for uh, for my birthday or something, and I'd go out and buy. At that time, you could buy ten you know cassettes because we didn't have CDs at that point. Right, you know? right. I'm aging myself. Yeah. No, and, not at all. Hey, they're coming back now. You're 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 with the trends, you know. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, but uh, but no, no doubt, man. I, I you know I, I still have a huge collection of uh, music. Um, oh man, you know, ranging from you know, I mean, I've got I don't know, six, seven hundred vinyl and two thousand plus CDs, and I sold a bunch of cassettes, but I still still have a shitload of those as well. So I mean, uh, you know, MP3s. I mean, it's just ridiculous how many I have of those. Right. And um, it, it's just something that I'm always seeking out. I'm always looking for new uh, new bands. I'm always looking for old bands, you know, old stuff that I might have missed along the way. And uh, so I try to keep keep up with uh, with both old and new stuff. And uh, I just love it. It, it uh, it's something. It's a passion, like you said. It's a passion that's that's deep rooted. And um, I just I don't have any desire or or need to not do it. You know, I yeah, and in fact it pushes me. You know, it propels me forward. You know, this 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 insatiable need to find music and, and listen harder. to music and stuff like that. So yeah, absolutely. Fuck yeah, man. That's that's awesome. That's I think the best shit comes from fans. So like you're a fan yourself and you know it's obvious that you're you're into progressive music and all kinds of different different kinds. And that that's that's very obvious that uh, that, that that shows. Are are you listening to new stuff now? Like in the quarantine situation, are you finding new things to listen to to keep you occupied? It's a now's a cool time to be digging into some stuff and some oldies yeah. things too. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, uh, for sure. I mean, uh, I mean, recently, uh, you know, I've been playing a lot of my vinyl. So I mean, this is stuff yeah. that I have. I you know, I, I have a a downstairs area that's basically it's a huge it's the house basically and uh <clears throat> you know i got my stereo down here it's what you see in back here it's you know it's my bar it's my my um i got a you know great stereo system so i just chill down here and listen Please. to stuff but i've been listening to a lot of uh listen to the cattle decapitation a lot uh, uh oh. all the bass player for a curing gave me the uh gave me the vinyl fuck i've listened oh, to it's that. amazing yeah yeah that's excellent i've been listening to a lot of cult of luna i bought uh bought the new album when when they came around uh, uh with intronaut i bought that record else also which just i've been you know uh, stacking, uh, stacking up on on the uh, uh, the albums. How I have them set up, and it's like, okay, this one, then this one, then this one, then this one. So I go through them, uh, you know, one after the other and stuff like that. So I've been, I, I, I would say, I've been focusing on a lot of, a lot of the uh, the records that I have or recently had bought. Other stuff that I've been listening to that I don't own, but I've been listening to is like the new Igor or Igor or whatever you want to call. Oh it. yeah, yeah. So that record's really good. Yeah, it's excellent. Yeah. 
He's uh, yeah, I've been he's uh, digging that. I've been digging the uh, me and that man, the new record, uh, me and that man with uh, uh, Nurgle from uh, Behemoth. Behemoth. Uh, that record's great too. I, you know, I, I appreciate that kind of that kind of sound. Uh, I've seen an interview with him. He was talking about how much he loves like Mark Lanigan, and uh, that was sort of what drew him into that style. Yeah, and uh, that's also uh, I've been following Mark Lanigan since since he was with um, with the Screaming Trees. So right. I'm a huge fan of Mark Lanigan. So obviously I gravitated to the first record. I love it, and then the new record also. It's it's really good. He's got Isan singing on it. And, I've been yeah. listening to a bunch of different shit. Uh, Ooh, man. Uh, the new Rustin Man record, actually, it's uh, it sounds like kind of kind of sounds like uh, David Bowie. Uh, he awesome. sounds like David Bowie, and it's very trippy, very you know, very mellow, and it's really good. I've listened to it like uh, three or four times. The new uh, Mirkwar record as well. I've been listening to that. Um, I you know I I just I love it. I was saying uh, you know I have um, it's almost like a sun every day is like a fucking Sunday now. So yeah. so it's like I get up and I pop on the you know because. I have. Uh, I just listened to it on uh, uh, on the computer, but uh, that uh, the new Mirkwar record is. Um, She's you know, great. It's just her doing Scandinavian style songs. Super and, traditional. Yeah, traditional Scandinavian tunes. It's fucking amazing. My kids come down when I'm sitting there having a coffee, reading, listening to that, and and they totally dig it. You know, so yeah, that's really cool. That's cool. Do your do your kids uh, start to get into metal because of you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my my sixteen year old definitely. Uh, she likes, you know, she likes old, some of the older stuff uh, for sure. Slayer and she. All she, right, that's um, great. Yeah, she she often plays. I'll come up and she's playing uh, Rain and Blood, or or she'll play some Opeth. Uh, she's got some of that. It's fucking bad. Like Slipknot, things like that. You know. Oh, that's cool. Uh, you know, but she she's kind of all over the place too because she she listens to you know everything from that to you know Simple Minds. Uh, right. Um, for um, uh, what's that movie called? Uh, Breakfast Club. So she, she's a big fan of that. So she plays that song all the time. She, you know, and then she'll play some like more poppy stuff to, uh, and then put on, you know, uh, the new, um, uh, uh, what the hell is it? Um, uh, the new Opeth or something, you know? Oh, cool. So yeah, so cool, man. She, she, uh, she, she, she takes a wide range of it. My nine-year-old, she's kind of cool with anything we play. If I'm playing like uh, some Neil Young or something like that, she likes right. She likes a lot of the blues stuff. I play a lot of the old Delta, um, uh, Mississippi Delta blues. So I play a lot of that rugged, nasty kind of kind of yeah. blues stuff. And she really, she really gravitates towards that as well. That's interesting. Uh, but then, but then, of course, she has the all the pop shit too. You know. Sure. Yeah. I have uh, two sisters the same age, and I always try to get them into cool shit. So that's why I always ask, "How do you do it?" Because if I try to show them something, it's automatically lame. So I kind of just. <laughs> putting it on and just not saying anything about it. And if they ask a question, then I'll go into it. You know? Yeah. I mean, they're around it. They've been around it. You know, they were around it when they were in the womb. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, my wife was playing, you know, drums, we we're playing music. So, you know, early on these, these kids, you know, from the, from the earliest point of their life, you know, they, they have been around the beat and they've been around the vibration. They've been around, um, you know, we, we were never, uh, we were never parents that, turn the music down or like oh shh, shh everyone be quiet because the kids right. are like fuck that like the kids need to need to accept what's in the environment you know and uh we were we were very much sticklers in in, in terms of we play loud music play it and and the kids will sleep through and they fucking sure as hell did and they never woke up i uh, love that not to the music or you know being loud having parties or whatever uh -huh. they'll yeah. be thankful for that later that's awesome. i think so yeah. yeah do they uh 
do they know do they realize their father's like the singer was the singer of cryptopsy and like this like badass death metal like warlord type character do they yeah i mean they 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 do um you know my oldest i guess catches on to it a little bit more um you know she she kind of follows it or i tell her i more than i tell her what's what's going on she's always like you know but my youngest i do tell i think you know, for her, it's just kind of like, oh, you know, you're, you're famous. I'm like, no, well, I'm not famous. I wouldn't go as, you know, right. go as far as famous. But for her, she looks at it as like it's a famous thing or something. But uh, for me, it's, you know, I'm just, I'm just a regular dude making music, man. Well, that's what's cool about you. you give off that vibe, man. But it's a, it's a total honor to talk to you because I grew up listening to your records. And uh, in the Thank Lord you. Warm stuff as well. But uh, Whisper Supremacy I had from, a, from an early age. I had yeah. the CD, you know. I still crank. I was listening to it this morning to get get pumped nice. up for the podcast, and the new stuff's awesome, and uh, everything you do is awesome, man. Who what uh, who got you into music? Did you have somebody to like kind of take you to a show or buy you a record, or did, do you remember the first record you bought that got you into this kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, you know, early on, my folks listened to a lot of like they were listening to a lot of Motown. They had forty fives. They had a um, a record player that that would stack them up like. Um, I don't know, they could put like, let's say 20 or 30 of them and then they would just drop down like a jukebox, right? So, yeah. I mean, I was always around that, that sort of feel of, of um, having records and getting up and, you know, switching them and, you know, the whole routine of, of having albums and things like that. So I was, I was accustomed to that at an early age. Um, music was always in the house, um, more so when I, was, when I was younger, I think. I don't know if my, my folks listened to as much as they used to, but they, they were definitely listening to a lot back then. Uh, I also had a cousin um, of mine that <clears throat> was a big music lover. She had a shitload of records and I'd go over to her house and she'd be like, oh, go ahead, go upstairs and play the records. So I'd go up there and play like, you know, old Aerosmith records or she was a big Rod Stewart fan and, you know, all this type of stuff. So I'd go and um, uh, spend literally hours up there. She'd go ahead, have fun. And, uh, you know, so I learned that routine from that as well. And, um, uh, you know, she, I would say she opened up a lot in terms of, you know, different, different types of music. I mean, she was, you know, it was a lot of Van Halen and things like that, but, uh, but I, you know, it certainly, I was able to, to show her stuff like, oh, I'm listening to Motley Crue or something, or I was listening to Ozzy or Black right. Sabbath, whatever it was at the time. Right. But she was always kind of, oh, man, that's cool. That's cool. You know? Um, so there was that, and she actually brought me to my first show. I'll, uh, I'll actually share that with you. It was, uh, okay. it was you and Lewis in the news. I was like 13 <laughs> years old. She brought me to, uh, my first show. Uh, my second show, my second show was Iron Maiden. It was during, uh, uh, was with wasted uh, which which tool was that um i'm, I'm drawing a blank on which tour it was uh, uh, somewhere in time it was in it was the somewhere in time tour oh okay great record. yeah so that was that was my second show and then it, it, then from there it went to like deep purple and you know i got to see a bunch of those bands from from back in the day and then i mean now i've seen i've right. seen a fucking billion bands you know it's All crazy. Of them, yeah. What got you into the underground, more death metal, extreme metal side of things? Or I think a guy at, you know, I mean, I was already sort of heading there. Um, yeah, you know, friend, uh, I, I, yeah, one of my buddies, uh, his brother had bought, um, well, I'm trying to think if this was the first time. I had a friend of mine who had a Wasp album and um, Metallica Ride the Lightning. Okay. Awesome. So he's like, dude, listen to this. Like, uh, at first he was, he was like, he hated both records. Now he likes them. Yeah. So, but, but, he, you know, I remember this is, I don't know if this was the exact first one, but, uh, but it was definitely one of the ones where I, I listened to both bands and I was like, wow, 
what don't you like about this? Like, uh, this is, you know, this is really good. Yeah, man. Uh, and then I had a friend of mine who had, um, his brother had actually bought, um, um, it was Megadeth, um, uh, P cells. And he had, at the time he had like a Fisher sound system was sick and we'd go over there and we jam that out and then the video and stuff like this. So, so it was, you know, it, it stemmed from the Iron Maiden type of stuff into, you know, a little bit more aggressive kind of stuff like that. Um, that was definitely, Something. I had a guy at school who gave me a, um, a cassette that he had copied over something else. I forget what the, what the cassette was. And he had copied, um, it was SOD and might have been Venom uh, at the time. So, so I remember having both of them and just knocking the shit out of that fucking, you know, fr- front to back, both sides, constantly okay. listening to, to, to that. I think it was a Welcome to Hell, actually, now that I think about it. I think it was. It was Venom and that was an early that was an early introduction into like the you know that start really start getting into the more meat and potatoes of right. of metal you know and um yeah i would say those are those are three that definitely are defining moments um you know and then going to shows of course like we, we at that point then we were going to shows i was 15 years old getting into 18 plus or 21 plus shows back in boston they didn't give a shit back in the day so i get sure. to see all everyone i went to see you know testament overkill King Diamond, Trouble, uh, um, uh, great times, man. Yeah, I mean, all the, like all the all the big bands classics like that were then. Yeah, all the classics that that would come through. Uh, Hallow's Eve. No, you know, I've seen like all, you know all sorts of good shit back uh, from back in the day, you know. And uh, and I was underage, but I still got into those shows. It was no, yeah, not indeed. once did I get turned back. There you go. That's that's builds character, man. Yeah, that's how you do it. <laughs> Agreed. It's a shame that it's not like that anymore. You know. Yeah, it's awesome. yeah, it's different. It's a different landscape for sure. For it's sure. cool. It's a cool. It's a great landscape, but it's different. This yeah, this, the scenes are still really strong. It's it's really cool, man. It's it's cool to see. But I always you know, I always like hearing stories about the old the older days in that in that realm. You know, it would be cool Absolutely. to hear. So I appreciate that. But what um, was it a show or a record or or a band or someone you knew that kind of uh, got you to take that leap of okay, maybe now I want to try to do this music thing myself. You know, you went from being a huge fan to, well, let's start. Did you start singing? Did you pick up a guitar? How did how did it go? No, I'm. You know, I've had guitars around me f- at an early age, and I still to this day play guitar incredibly poorly. Yeah. Um, in fact, I would not say I play guitar. <laughs> Mess around. Uh, you know, yeah, like cool. I mean, I know I'm just I'm just not good. I can play some drums. Cool. Um, yeah, drums. I, I came around quicker. Um, that was that was sort of a you know you you either have rhythm or you don't. You can play some sort of, you know. Yeah, that's it, man. You know, like, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, you know, when I first got on, it was just, you know, really straight rock beats, and it's still, I mean, you know, it's more of a stoner. I play more of a stoner rock kind of, kind of yeah. thing. Steady beat. Let's let's keep a steady beat. I can't, you know, I'm not. Um, uh, I can't play very quickly. I can't, uh, you know, that type of stuff. But uh, but I can definitely keep a beat and carry through a song, and I can jam. And we can play fucking twenty minute jam and have almost no, you know, no no. Per se. So, I mean, you know, I mean, I, that, that I gravitated towards percussions, things like that. Um, more, I guess, Rudy, earthy kind of, you know, um, uh, grounding kind of, kind of instrumentation, I guess. Um, and then vocals, of course, as well. Like, uh, I, to, to say there was a, an actual album that pushed me in that direction. I mean, I can think of things like, and I, I, I would say probably like, like Tom G. Warrior, you know, was a, was a big um, influence and 
John Tardy obviously was a big influence before, before I started singing, it was, you know, or, or Max, Max Cavalera as well. I mean, these were, these were the big, probably the big ones that I, I drew the most inspiration from, I would say, um, early on, you know, uh, they were, they were the ones that said, that got me up to say, you know, like I, I can, I can probably do this. I mean, yeah. you're not going to do it like them. And, and you're, you're, you're certainly not, you know, it certainly takes some time to, to uh, cultivate the voice and, you know, and uh, work through all the kinks and, and figure out your writing issues and, you know, and uh, figure your voice, uh, you know, you start out and where I was before to where I am now is just a, a completely different voice. How does that process go for you? How did how'd you go about discovering your, you know, your style of growl or scream that you, you start with? Because, uh, you know, for everyone that tries, it's usually embarrassing at first and you can't talk for like a couple of days and then it's kind of you repeat that process till you get somewhere. <laughs> yeah, kind of. That's 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 actually a pretty good analogy. That's what it is. Um, it, you know, a lot of it was that like uh, we get together. I had like friends that had. You know, they'd have a guitar. One friend had a drum. So, okay, let, let, let's let's get together. You know, none of us knew really knew what we were doing. But uh, we, we'd set up and just kind of just go, you know. So, yeah, did I lose my voice uh, early on, uh, you know, after jams and stuff? Absolutely, for, for sure. You know, you figure, you start to figure out instead of just singing from your throat, you know, you need to sing from, from the diaphragm. I mean, you know, everything's got to come, you know, um, come out. Like, it's not, you know, if you're just sitting there singing and just drawing it from the – you know, from the, uh, from the throat, you're fucked, you know? Right. Um, so I, I, I did figure that out at some point. I never had a, um, a lesson, uh, vocal lesson ever actually. And, um, you know, I mean, uh, did I need some, maybe, maybe it would have helped me. Um, but, but for me, it didn't, you know, I just, I just figured it out, man. I just, uh, whatever, you know, started to start you know, the voice you, you know, like you said, there is an embarrassing aspect of, Look, there's one thing, if you're a guitar player, you're a drummer, and you're, you're a bass player, you're an instrumentalist, whatever it is, um, it, it's perhaps different to be a vocalist, I think, because you really do put yourself out there. Um, sure, you play, you know, as a, as a musician, yes, you're putting yourself out there, don't get me wrong, but, but I think there's a certain, certain type of putting yourself out there that those other instruments don't actually uh, do and that's you know you're you're giving your soul up you know you're 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 the front person you're the you're the one that you know generally is speaking and people the eye is on on that front person whoever you know whoever it is okay. um so you know i mean there was definitely i would say there was definitely times when i was like okay well you know you're trying to figure out your voice where your comfort level is where you finally sort of let loose and it's like okay i'm just gonna go with it you know and uh once that I, i'd say once you're able to get to that level of comfort where it's just like you know the confidence is there and you know what you're doing you you know you know what you're bringing to the table once you get to that point is where everything else starts to excel makes sense as with anything else you know yeah 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 but uh, i'd imagine you're totally confident in your abilities because for those who who don't know might not know cryptopsy i mean what you did for filling in for lord worm the original vocalist i mean that could be like the, you can make the comparison. That's like the death metal equivalent of what Dio did in Sabbath. Like that. That's pretty awesome, man. Thank take you. Take some balls, right? So did, was that, how did you approach that just mindset wise? Like, were you intimidated? Was it cool? Were you just confident in your abilities? You totally made it your own. No question about that. You didn't try to copy anybody. You know? No, I, I definitely didn't. Um, you know, I, I Confidence wise was, I was definitely there. Um, awesome. Nervous. I wasn't at all. 
Um, I knew the guys already, so that was a big help too. I could walk in there and I knew this. You know, I'm like I'm a guy that definitely gets prepared before I'm going to do anything. You know, I'm, uh, to the best of my ability, I'm going to be prepared. If I'm going to walk into any sort of musical scenario or musical situation, I'm going to be my, I'm going to do my best to make sure that I walk in there and don't make a fucking fool of myself. You know, yeah. so. Um, so, you know, the confidence level was definitely there. Uh, I knew, you know, I knew all those guys. I knew uh, Lord Worm um, for years before this. And, um, you know, and we're still, we're, you know, all those guys. I'm great friends with all those guys, you know. Yeah, I think that's uh, really cool, by the way. I've, you know, read your interviews and stuff. You're still real cool with Lord Worm and everybody. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're, uh, we're, we're definitely, uh, you know, very close friends and, uh you know, he's, he's a fucking hilarious guy, man. He's, yeah, he's just a great, really good man. guy. So when, you know, when I came in, and it wasn't that he was there. Um, maybe the first day he was there, uh, the first jam, he might have been there. And then after that, he was, he was okay, all right, sort of, there you go, you're, you're, you're all good. Then I went in and I had learned, I want to say like three songs that I had learned, and I learned them, I was, you know, had them down pat, but to my style, right? Um, like you said, I wasn't going to go in and, and, and take on a style that, it's just not me. I'm not going to take on someone else's style or try to mimic someone. You know, I'm going to going to do it my way and and um, hope for the best. You know, uh, but I I felt confident. I felt real good about walking in there and uh, having some songs under my belt and already being familiar with the band and you know all those things were uh, definitely a plus. That's awesome, man. That's inspiring. Uh, obviously, it worked out. <laughs> you crushed it, man. There's Thank a, you. The debate that goes on to this day as to who's the better vocalist, I personally just say they're both fucking awesome. You should just yeah. both. But you agreed, man. Agreed. You can't take. A, I mean, to to to, you know that that's always been one thing. You know, somebody anytime that they would say it to me personally, they would say, "Oh, you know what? F whatever. Fuck him. Uh, this and that." And I'd be like, "Well, why? Yeah. <laughs> I would just say, fuck him. Like, yeah. it's just ridiculous, man. Exactly. Like, those albums are fucking amazing." You know, uh, and, and the same thing, like, if you don't like my style, whatever, that's fine. Like, I, I, you know, really, I don't, I don't care. You know, you, you like it, you don't like it. But, but I mean, it's two different things. I mean, you're, you're talking about two different, you're talking about the same band, but you're talking about, you know, apples and oranges. I mean, it's, we, we both have a, a very different style. We write differently, you know, uh, but it doesn't mean it's bad or good or whatever. It's, it's, it is what it is uh, to, to shit on it. Or, you know, to, or to love one side of it, not the other side. I, I just never got that. Agreed. Agreed. And um, obviously your style continues to evolve. And, you know, as uh, you've read my review of the Acurian, new Acurian record. Amazing uh, review, by the way. Thank dude. you Amazing very review. much. For those who, who don't know anything about it, uh, it's a fucking phenomenal record. There's a ton of, just a ton of stuff, man. There's, I mean, it's, it's overwhelming. That's why the review I had was so long. It's just because it was like, so much to say about it and i feel like you personally had a lot to say and just the band had a lot to say so how much of your style did you inject into that from the get-go and how much of it was like brought to you first and that just one i want to know what those like initial song writing processes were like um i know rob came to you with riffs right is that how that went first yeah yeah he did he um you know we had um uh we used to work right down the street from one another so okay. i've been friends with rob for years and um, since he was fuck, since that kid was like seventeen, I think I went really? met him. Oh, yeah. cool, man. So, uh, but we uh, we 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 hit it off right away. You know, I, I can I can tell a good guy from not a good guy, and uh. I knew he was a good dude. So, um, you know, over the years we we had seen each other, but uh, I don't know, we had come across each other once. Uh, we realized that we were working next to each other, so we used to go for lunch and uh, um, you know once once a week at least minimum. 
we just started talking. He's like, look, you know, he's like, I'm out of Neraxis right now, or it's on hold. Neraxis is on hold. And uh, I got some riffs. I got some ideas. Uh, you want to get together and, and, you know, start uh, fooling around with the riffs. So, yeah, fuck, of course. Uh, you know, I, I, I knew what a, what a brilliant uh, guitar player he was, a writer he was, so or is. <clears throat> and uh, I just said, yeah, man, like, uh, let's get together. He, come out, he came out to my house several times. Um, pretty much the eight songs, um, he had riffs based on all eight songs. Like, uh, I, think, I think right off the bat, he had the ideas in place. And a couple of them, uh, like Year of the Long, uh, Year of the Long Pig, he had pretty much the structure down. Um, there was another one that uh, would have been, um, would have been pedals pedals. He had, um, he pretty much had that riff structure together. Okay. Uh, there was, of course, there's some changes along the way, but, okay. uh, but in general, uh, he, you know, he, he, he knew where he was going with it. And then, then of course, once, you know, it was the two of us and we, you know, I had some words and then we figure out some parts of, okay, well, this part here could be where the, you know, the chorus is, or, you know, we could, we could at least come back around to this. And we just sort of started to build them up like that. Uh, just the two of us. <clears throat> and then, uh, then of course, you know, shortly after um, we brought in Ollie, we brought in Tommy and um, started to put everything together. Well, we brought in Tommy first and then Ollie shortly after that. And I um, started putting the songs together. And like I said, a couple of those songs were, were almost verbatim. For the you know for the most part we had we had definitely conceptualized the songs down to to um, let's you know let's put the drums to it let's put the put the bass to it we already have the structure in place okay. and then the rest of the songs came along where the ideas were already there and then we did some rearranging or we added some riffs etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, so those songs became a bit more built out from that but initially you know he he knew uh, he knew exactly where he was going. Wow, that's pretty awesome, man, because there's a lot going on. It's definitely not a traditional album in any sense of the word. You know? No, and I think we, you know, a lot of the progressive parts, the more progressive songs are definitely the later songs. Okay. Um, that, you, you know, you'll, I mean, you'll know, you listen to the album. So, you know, the ones that are more progressive, the ones that are maybe not as straightforward uh, were the ones that came a little bit after when it's, you know, everyone's sort of in the mix and we start to put it together and lengthen parts or uh, add some parts that might not have been there or, you know, like rearrange some of the riffs and things like that. Um, but, you know, the four of us had, had a goal in mind and that was to write songs that we were, we were happy with. You know, that, that made us feel good about getting together and playing those songs. So it was a different mindset than, I mean, you always kind of want to do that. You know, I, yeah, I, you know don't get me wrong. You always want to do that. But then there's, then there's a real, you know, something that's like a linear feel of this is, we're all in this together. We're not writing this with any, um, any uh, preconceived notions of what people will think about it or what people, uh, what expectations could be out there. There was none of that. We didn't. We didn't have any of that. There was no talk of it, you know. So uh, you know, nobody knew about it. We just sort of went about our business and and wrote the songs and wrote them for for our appeasement, <laughs> really. And uh, and then all and then obviously opened it up and said, you know, hopefully uh, people will dig it after that, you know. But really, they were they were designed in a way that um, we 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 put these songs together and and everything that's on the songs was exactly how we planned it. It was all by design. I love hearing that, man. That's beautiful. And um, do you think that comes from all of you guys just being established musicians and having nothing to prove? You know, you're just kind of doing what you want to do. And was there like a level of, was there a level of uh, like even competitiveness like between you guys? Like who, 
No, definitely no competitiveness. No, thankfully, no. I, I don't, and I don't think the competitive competitiveness uh, aspect to to a band works in anyone's favor. Okay. Um, you know, it should be. I, I do believe that the you know the four of us knew. You know, we've been all been around the block. We've all been on tour. We've all put out albums, and um, you know, we've all played with many musicians. Um, you know, uh, all, all four of us have played with with incredible musicians uh, over the years. So. Um, to say that we we to to say that we walked into it without having any um, uh, personal expectations amongst each other okay. uh, was definitely there. We knew what we were what we were there for, and we knew why we were were, were together. Um, you know, but I would say that we did we definitely didn't have any um, concerns about getting together or worry of of you know if this guy was going to be too competitive or this guy was going to be trying to take the reins or it really worked in a fashion that. It was a collective four uh, on a project, and I think that's what why this this album excels so so much, in my opinion. That's I think so too, man. That, it, it just comes right through. It's just genuine as hell, man. So you guys nailed it, obviously. Yeah, I, you know the the, the uh, genuity of it uh, for sure. We, um, you know, we looking back at it now and after after the album's out, and you you know, I've listened to the album and I try to take myself out of the writing process of it and just listen to it as as a potential listener sure. and i i definitely feel the album is is a genuine um album it's 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 not a it's not a contrived record by any means far from it man yeah and, uh, i know it had a for you guys personally and just the record had kind of a troubled path you know to it being released from its conception so uh could you uh, talk about that maybe a little bit and uh just say see how all those things kind of went into the record Fortunately or unfortunately, you know. Yeah, well, we did. We had a lot of trials and tribulations um, along the road, and I and I do think that that those trials and tribulations, from the from the mo most minute to the to the you know to the to the ones that were the most uh, had the most magnitude, um, definitely lended itself uh, to the record for sure, a hundred percent. Some of it, I think, that we we didn't know at the time per se. Um, some of it was, you know, we, we knew already that it was going to be this, you know, Tommy's in the army, so he was going to be away at certain times, and, you know, Ollie's playing um, uh, bass for Cryptopsy, so he was going out on tour, and then he joined with Cattle, and, and then, of course, you know, he was, he was, he was, you know, he's a fucking busy guy, man, he's got, he's got a ton of shit going on. You know, uh, Rob, too, he's in other bands, I was in other projects, too, but, I, you know, uh, I would say, on my, at least on my behalf, it was the, the lesser of the, 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 uh, uh, the delays, at least in, in regards to that, where my delays were, was, was my wife, of course, um, came down with melanoma and, uh, uh, and there was a long process of this. It was almost a four year ordeal, uh, until she, you know, she finally succumbed to it. And, um, I'm sorry, brother. yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate that. You know, I, so, so during the writing process of it, I mean, sure. Maybe, you know, I, I can't say lyrically, I, I was writing in the sense of um, because we didn't know if she was going to survive or not. So I, I definitely wasn't writing in terms of uh, any of the songs that were relating to loss in that in that factor because we were we were really trying to keep a, an optimistic approach um, that she would come out of it. You know, she would she would beat it. She would she would you know go against the odds and 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 crush this fucking piece of shit disease. Um, Rob too. Rob had his, his dad, uh, his dad had a long bout with, um, uh, with, uh, Alzheimer's and, and, you know, he, uh, he, 
he went from a point where he knew what was going on to a point where he didn't know what was going on. So, so Rob went through a tremendous amount of, of um, difficulty and a long process uh, watching his, his dad fade away. So, you know, you know, there was, there was both sides of the coin. There was just things that we were doing and then things that came into place that we wanted no part of, but, but uh, you had to, you had to go through it. You had to live it. And I, I, I definitely think the record, holds a lot of that in its in its grasp um and i think and i also think a lot of it maybe wasn't so um in the forefront it was really just an underlying piece that just kept that album in a cohesive manner uh because it was a lot of things that could have stopped it and we just kept going and going and going and going you know finally here we are a few days away from from its release so yeah, looking forward to that, man. Everybody should go check it out for sure. And uh, that are you a fan of uh, of Nick Cave at all? I do like Nick Cave. Yeah, I um, he just had like a conversations tour, so it was like just him and a piano, and he would like ask uh, audience members questions and all that. And um, huh. one of his uh, or he would allow audience members to ask him questions. So it was like a cool conversation thing. Wow. And, uh, he had just lost his his son, which is kind of what his last record was about but he was saying that, that, all, yeah. the, all the songs on the record were written before his son's passing and yeah. he said that songs and music really kind of have a way of predicting the future or kind of uh, uh that dude way. that gives me chills like you have no fucking imagined oh dude i have yeah yeah so totally i would imagine agree. it was like that right very much so absolutely and you know what and i'm uh, i'm actually i'm um i don't know if happy is the right word but i'm uh uh, that that contents me to to if I could use such a word. If, Good man, yeah, yeah, you can. <laughs> but you know what I'm trying to say. I do absolutely, uh, sir. Yeah, yeah, that uh, that appeases me, I guess, if you will, and um, um, to to hear that somebody else had gone through. I knew we had gone through that, but I didn't realize it to that point. And I, that's exactly how I feel the record. I think the songs write themselves in that in that manner. Yeah. I absolutely. mean, especially like bed sores to the bone is like, I mean, that's, that's like, that's right there, man. That's, that's, that's and she had them. She had, she had terrible fucking bed sores. Wow. And, uh, and I cleaned them, dude. I, I, you know, like not tooting my horn by any means, but no, I, no. I, you're right. You're in the thick of it and you know, you do everything for, for the person you love. Right. Right, man. Well, yeah, you're a warrior, man. And, uh, yeah, thank you for all you did for that. And, uh, all she did to help with this record, it really is beautiful, man. And, uh, it's cool that she's on it. You know, she's, it she's on awesome. roses and you have that forever. And that's, uh, you feel that when you listen to it. So just, uh, wanted you to know. Yeah, it's a massive thing. And, uh, you know, she, she only heard the rough draft of it. She, she didn't hear, she didn't hear the full, um, uh, all she heard was, you know, cause we, we recorded the album, um, live, so she did hear the live tracks without any overdubs or or anything, and that's that's as far as she got to to hear the record. But she did get to hear herself on it. That's she great. Did, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that was the one thing that she did get to hear was herself on uh, on the album in a rough rough um, uh, pre well not pre prod. It wasn't pre prod. It was it was the actual album. It just wasn't wasn't done yet. Right. And, um, that's so yeah. Cool. Yeah, and we did that here. We did that downstairs in my house. We recorded it here, her uh, her vocal tracks. That's yeah, awesome, we man. Down with uh, three uh, three bottles of sake and just got lit up. Yeah, and man, that's a way to do it. Was was a uh, a genuinely um, amazing moment for sure. I love hearing that. That makes the song so much richer. It's uh, already yeah. one of the better songs on the record. So 
Thank you, man. Yeah, man, for sure. And uh, do, do you have a favorite song on the record? Is it is it hard for you to listen to because it's kind of rather heavy? Um, how do you how do you approach that? Yeah, I do. I do have a. Um, there's a couple songs that I really really gravitate towards. Uh, yeah. They're the they're the front and back songs on the album. Uh, okay. so we leave leave them scars and um, yeah, those are the songs that you know are my personal favorites on the on the album. Um, I just find that there's just so much happened. I mean, it's really uh, yeah, it's it's journey songs, you know, like uh, you're on a journey when you listen to these these tracks. The whole album. I mean, I, 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 I feel is, but but those ones, those in particular, when I hear those those tracks, to listen to the album now, <coughs> I have my moments. I've had moments where where I was very emotional listening to it, um, and I, I and I also have had many moments where I just. I can pull myself out of that and just listen to it for for the sake of listening to it. Um, you know, I had the guys over. Um, we listened. We had a listening session. We've done it a couple times actually. Just have a listening session. Listen to a bunch of shit. You know, and then you know, have some drinks and whatnot, and then uh, then we'll sit down and we'll we'll listen to that that you know that album and, and just sort of like okay, you know, like uh, it's done now, so we can we can listen to it with the with the open mind. It's not so you know methodical like oh, is this? Can you hear this back? Can you you know? <laughs> Oh, yeah. you just like, all right, fuck it. Whatever's there is there. And, you know, that's, that's the album. That's it. Yeah. Great yeah. shit, man. Yeah, but I don't, I definitely don't look at this as an album that, that puts me in a bad place. It, it definitely does not put me in a bad place. It puts me in a, a very comfortable um, place where I've, you know, achievement and, and fulfillment and, you know, perseverance. Those kind of emotions are, are you know, what I, what I feel when I listen to that record. That's awesome, man, and that's so cool to hear because it really is beautiful. It really is a. I think I think it's the best record of the year so far, and yeah, awesome. I wouldn't even. I definitely wouldn't even just say that because I'm talking. You know, I really do believe that it is truly a cool achievement, man. Yeah, cheers, absolutely. Um, I do want to talk about how it was recorded live, though, because I think that's so badass, and not enough people do that. And even live records aren't even live, so nope. you know, that's, a lot of people don't realize that. So yeah, uh, what what was that like, and whose decision was that? Was that always the the case, or how that go? Yeah, it was. It was an, a theme early on. Uh, I know uh, both um, uh, both Rob and I had spoken about it from from the beginning, and that's that's also part of the you know the 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 um, the ease of having Tommy and and Ollie in because they all they agreed on it as well. They wanted to to do an album that was alive live in the studio. Um, you know, no, um, excuse me, no click track, you know, um, <clears throat> nothing that was going to take away from the feel of the songs, you know, um, not to say that if you have a click track, it takes away from it, but we didn't want that. We just didn't want that robotic sounding album, like a lot of metal albums kind of sound, you know, like Absolutely, yeah. that's what their choice is. Like, I'm not, believe me, it's not a knock. Right. Okay. People, people. That's how people are more comfortable writing, playing it uh, riff by riff or word by word, and you know, and and you know, perhaps we all have done that at some at, at some time, or maybe not word for word, but uh, you know, two, two sentences at a time or something like that. We've all done it. Um, <clears throat> but uh, but but to, to actually go in and know that this album was going to be and, and how complex these songs are for us, we busted our ass to make sure, I bet. you know, man, we fucking, we were in the pocket at some point we were, we were so in the pocket. It was just, you know, felt really good. It was like, okay, like now we're there. Uh, now let's fucking record. Yeah. And uh, we set up uh, right in the jam room. That, that album was recorded in the jam room. We, 
we tried as much as we could to separate. And, um, you know, everyone that, uh, that, that, that took the time uh, that was, um, you know, an engineer or uh, whoever mastered it and stuff, it was, you know, Gene, <clears throat> uh, who, who ended up um, uh, uh, mastering into, um, uh, the record, um, <clears throat> engineering the record, when, uh, you know, it was a lot of shit for her to, to, to handle. You know, there was, yeah, I, can imagine. I mean, you, you, there was still, even though we isolated shit, you're still not going to isolate everything. Alex, Alex E. Bear is the one who, who actually had recorded it. Um, we had him record the actual album and he did a fucking great job. Like, uh, we're in a small room and to, to minimize the bleed over was a very difficult thing. And, and there's, you know, sure there was still some there. Then it went into Gene's hands, uh, Gene Strider. And, um, uh, and she, she ended up, just mastering this fucking record, man. She really, uh, she really put pulled out all the the extra sounds that that you know that needn't be there, and um, you know it was it was a collective, um, uh, it was a collective work, you know, in terms of you know not only us just getting the getting the songs down, but it was also the people behind the scenes that were actually uh, helping to make sure that uh, that that all the stuff that shouldn't be there wasn't there. They did a really good job at that. An excellent job, man. It's, yeah. it's it, it makes it so much better just like knowing that in the back of your mind, going through and listening to like all the just the tempo changes and just everything that goes on. That's just crazy. I can't. I really can't believe that you pulled that off. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> we pulled it off. Honestly, we did two sessions of it. It was a weekend uh, thing. We did a Saturday, Sunday, and we just went through the songs one after the other, just bang, 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 bang. You know, but we were prepared. I mean, that it's a testament of of you know. You've all you've heard. I'm sure you've heard tons of stories where bands go in the studio. They don't, they don't, they're not even ready. They don't even have songs fucking done. They don't, whatever. There's, there's certain bands who can go in. I, you, you know, we know all the, you know, some of the, some of the biggest bands I've heard Morbid Angels gone into the studio and, and barely had a song and they sure. just put it together in the, you know, so, so, you know, look, there's people who can work under that duress and, and put out a fucking amazing record. That's awesome. Like the, you know, all the power to them. But then, you know, you hear the stories uh, from, from countless engineers who talk about bands coming in and they just, they're not prepared at all. They don't know what the fuck they're doing, you know? And uh, the songs are just poorly put together, poorly executed. They're not ready. They're, you know, that was definitely not what we were aiming for. You know, we, we wanted to, before we recorded Note One, it was that we had the shit in the pocket and we were, we were tight, we were organized and uh, just well prepared for it. And that's, you know, and I, I, we were. It shows. And uh, you'll be ready to play live if that could ever happen. That would be awesome. Uh, you never know. Well, uh, you know, the year's always to the ground. There might there might not be any shows for another year anyway, no matter who you are. So. I just saw that on Metal Injection. They're not Isn't talking crazy? about the Lodge tours until the 20, uh, 2021. Well, what do you think disaster. they're doing, man? It's a fucking insane. disaster. It's crazy. I can't. That's the worst part of it. I'm, uh, yeah, it's it's upsetting. Yeah, me. Yeah, man. And yeah, we all I feel that. Shows, and I go to a lot of shows too, you know. Right. Me too. Uh, I had a bunch of shows that were canceled already too, so it sucks. You know? Yeah, I know. It's like our therapy. You know, people don't realize we need we need this live music. Damn right, man. Right. Um, talk about um, it's obviously uh, your your record's coming out in a couple of days via Redefining Darkness, which is uh, Tommy's a great friend of mine. He's been on the podcast. Uh, great label i'm so glad that that worked out for you just, uh, just talk about how that worked out because uh he's great and so just want to play yeah tommy's uh tommy's a great guy um yeah. you know we've had um 
Uh, I, you know, I hadn't known him until we started talking before we had signed the deal. Um, you know, Tommy knew, um, uh, uh, had been on tour with, with Tommy, Tommy McKinnon and, uh, and Rob. And I, I, maybe all he might've been in the project then too. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, but, uh, but I think that, I think it had come about where Rob was mentioning that we, he, you know, that we were, we were close to being done with the record and, and uh, was talking to him because they were out on tour with Abigail Williams. I, I'm pretty sure that's who they were, were touring with. And, um, and he says, well, yeah, send me some songs and I'll check it out. And, you know, things started moving pretty quickly after that. Um, you know, we, he and I started talking, you know, talked about, you know, he's asking things like what, what we, you know, what we were, ex what our expectations were. And I, you know, followed suit, asked him the same thing. And we just, you know, we, I think we both realized that, you know, he's, he's a, um, he's a highly intelligent kid. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, he knows the, he knows the industry. He's a bright dude. And, um, you know, for, for me, I want to align myself with someone that I know is going to bust their ass. The guys, you know, I, I dude, I can text him or, or send him a message at fucking three in the morning and he's still up and he's got another fucking job too. So I know he's working hard. He's not a guy that's just, just never going to get back, you know? Yeah. Um, and that means, that means fucking everything to me because, because I work hard and the rest of the guys work hard. So if you've got four guys or whatever it is in your band, and and you guys are the ones who are fucking the driving force and the working hard, and then on the other side of it, you sign with the label who who's lazy and doesn't, you know, then then what, you know? So I think in that, and you know, the symmetry between between the band and um, uh, and uh, uh, and Thomas is is strong because we we've we've all got work ethic. We we when we say we got to get some shit done, the shit gets done, and that's um, that's all I can ask, you know. <clears throat> now I got to ask him for a double LP. <laughs> I was that was going to be my next question. We were going to That's what we're waiting last. for. Come on, Tommy. Come on, man. I'm, I'm going to send him a text after this. Yeah, do so. Absolutely. We we're trying. We're trying. We're trying. Uh, I I know his reservations. I know his concerns. And yeah. uh, and I and, and and you know I I, I jest with this. So. Yeah. Oh, I've talked with. Do, him I, do I want this on double final? Fuck yeah, I do. Well, yeah, yeah, that especially if it could uh, have some of that orange in it from the uh, from the cover artwork. Come on, and double orange. Yeah, I work alone on vinyl. That is yeah. going to be absolutely epic. It's going to be yeah. sick. We have to make it happen. We're guilt tripping him right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just so he knows, it's going to make it happen. That's awesome. Well, so uh, we covered the Acurian record. I got I got to ask you some cryptopsy questions, man. Yeah, man. What? Do you have a favorite song or a record or just a, a favorite moment of your work with Cryptopsy? Uh, I mean, you know, touring for sure. Um, that was that was a huge thing. Going to Japan, playing Japan was a was a monumental moment for me to to actually get there. And, and the, the funny thing about Japan was um, going to Tokyo was something that my wife had said, Genevieve. She had said um, before. She goes, you know. You, you, you're minimizing the possibilities here because you, you're going to be playing in Japan. You always went back to fucking, you're going to be playing in Japan. I, I guarantee it. And I was always like, ah, whatever. Forget, look, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of right in the moment. We, you know, I'm not looking ahead so much as, uh, as to, you know, as to say that, you know, we're going to, we're going to take over the fucking world or whatever, you know, this kind of thing. But, but for me, it was always like, okay, like, you know, I see the momentum happening. She was always like, yeah, you're going to, you're going and sure enough, we get to get to play in, uh, in Tokyo. That was a huge, um, bright spot in my, um, in my career, I would say just to, just to get out that far out to, to, to play a gig. Um, Imagine. 
Yeah, uh, that, you know, I would say that and, you know, playing some of those festivals, playing Dynamo Festival was always something when, you know, when I was younger, I'd see all these bands playing. I'd be like, that must be fucking epic. Yeah. Yeah. You get to play that and, you know. Um, and it was epic? Oh, fuck. It was, <laughs> it was unbelievable. Like that, man. Like, it beautiful. was just, just, you know, massive to, to, to play a gig like that. Um, but, but I also look at things like just, you know, just the, if I can go back, come back around to learning the songs and being in the jam room with those guys. You know, those are proud moments too, because, you know, as a musician, you, you, you always strive to, to play with people who will push you to that next level, you know? And, um, you know, being in a room with those guys, they're all, you know, exemplary, uh, musicians. Like, uh, these, these are, these are, these are, these are elite fucking musicians, uh, in any kind of style of music. <clears throat> so, so to, to be in the same room with them and to be writing alongside people that, that, you know, that, that are, uh, are epic writers and epic musicians was always a, um, uh, you know, a point in my, in my, in my life where I always sort of look back, looked at it at the, at the present. And I look back at it, uh, with nothing but, um, you know, wonderful thoughts about, uh, about having that opportunity. Um, so, you know, those, it's a little thing, the big things, there are many things of, uh, of, you know, being with Cryptopsy that, um, you know, it, 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 it put me, you know, put, put my, I was able to put myself on, on, on the map with that. It, it opened up a lot of doors for me, really, you know? That's so cool that you took some, you know, you took the opportunities to do all these things after Cryptopsy, you know, you're in several different projects and you're still going obviously super strong. And do you have a, uh, do you have a favorite thing you're, you're doing or do you just kind of just like to keep busy because you're just love it so much? In terms of music, do I have a, yeah, a favorite sure. thing? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have something you're more focused on, like, right now than? Well, right now I have, um, well, we have the, the uh, you know, I'm in Coma Cluster Void as well. So um, yeah. that project, you know, talk about elite musicians. Like, I mean, these guys are, uh, these guys and gals are, um, right. it's, it's, they're, they're next level. You know, this is something, this is something new for me, too, because we did two albums. And it's all from the comfort of my home. You know, we, we've never jammed together. We've never played. In fact, some of the guys I've never even spoken to. Uh, right. Some of the people I've never spoken to. But, but Gene and, and, and Sylvia, we, um, you know, we've, we've chatted two or three times over, what is, it's been five years or something, four years, five years. So, uh, you know, they're, they're, it's, it's all been those albums, and those are fucking crushing records. Those records have been, have been created solely by being in contact with email and sending tracks back and forth. Um, So that was, that's, that's something new for me. I'm used to being in the same room and working. Um, It's also new for me to um, sort of give up the, the ego, if you will, I guess, um, to put it in Gene's hands. Gene is the, the the sort of the, you know, the the mastermind behind the project. And um, so to give, give over, a lot of my, um, not that she, she, she generally lets, you know, she, she, she lets me write what I want and, and things like that. But uh, sort of the placement, the placement is all stuff that we discuss in advance. Usually all the other projects I place where I want to place, you know? So it's, so there has been a dropping of the ego in that regard, which was easy. That's cool. Uh, and, you know, I, I, it, I can't say that I, I've had any difficulty with it, uh, but it's a first for me too, though. That's, that's, that's all I'm trying to say is it's oh, a first. All right. <clears throat> to to work in that regard so but i but i, I I've, I've accepted it and uh and and she's she's such a she's such a uh, bright mind when, when it comes to um uh 
the song structures and, and the album uh, themes and things like that, that I'm most certainly okay with it, you know, like uh, to, 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 to work in that type of environment. Um, but, you know, that, that's, we have a new album that we're going to be starting to work on now. So the third album is going to be out 2021, I would, I would expect. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, I have that. And then I've got another project uh, that I was saying earlier. Yeah. Um, right now it's a five song, looks like a five song EP, maybe six songs. Maybe it'll squeak out more than an EP. We'll see. Um, oh. some, uh, some brilliant musicians here in uh, Montreal. Um, uh, so uh, one of them, I will say, Patrice Hamlin is uh, is going to be playing drums from uh, from Borgats, So pretty excited that's, about that. That's all. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you know. Have me uh, involved in some some so either guest spot on the song or, or you know be involved in the project. So there's been there's been a lot of activity um, that's sort of surrounding this release, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I I hope it keeps up, man. I mean, I for one, I'm a huge fan. I'm always looking forward to what you do, Thank man. You, man. So if, I'll keep my eye out and repost stuff and let people know what's good, man. So keep it up. You're you're crushing it, man. I appreciate Thank you. I appreciate you taking the time. Um, Last question. I always ask everyone this. What is your favorite Black Sabbath record? Ooh, my favorite Black Sabbath record. Mm -hmm. I would say it's Masters of Reality. Fantastic choice. Yes. And why would it's, it's, I mean, picking your favorite Sabbath album to me is that's like picking a favorite child. I mean, they're all amazing in their own right. But what, what is it about Master of Reality that you dig so much? Is it the tone, the heaviness? It is the heaviness. It's yeah. the, I mean, Oh my God. It's just fucking, it's just, it's amazing. It, it's yeah. a nasty fucking nasty sounding record. Um, I love the riffing. Um, I love his voice. The song, the songs are just from start to finish. I mean, it's, it's got some, I think it's got some of the heaviest stuff. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Atmosphere is heavy too. Thick. Oh yeah. No, it's, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's tough to pick because I, I like them all, you know, up until, oh, yeah. the best. Up until a certain point, I, I like them all. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, funny enough, I was just listening to uh, Seventh uh, Star, Tony Iommi's Seventh Star. Oh just yeah. Had the time. I popped that. <laughs> I popped that in, oh, and yeah. you know, it starts off, and it's like ah, I don't know. But it, but as it goes, it, it it's it's not. I think it's not as. I don't think it's as bad a record as what what people you know had labeled it as before. I don't, I don't think so either. No, it's not that bad. No. Um, you just can't compare it to the other shit. That's all. You can't. No, you can't. I mean, where it ends for me, pretty much. I mean, there's there's other records I like after that. I like uh -huh. the you know dehumanized record there, or dehumanizer. I like oh, yeah. that record, but in between there, there's a there's a, a blurry you know, like four or five that are just I, I can't I can't listen to. Yeah, but, it's just blurry. Uh, after Born Again, I'd say uh, is probably the last record that, I've, you know, from the start to Born Again, and then there's a couple of ones in there that are that are okay um, after that, but but it. That's generally where it lies. No, Master Reality is a fantastic choice. You nailed it, man. So <laughs> thank you, brother. I, uh, thank you. I, I, yeah, I really appreciate you doing this, man. I mean, it means a lot. And uh, you're a fucking killer, dude. Keep it up. Awesome, man. Thank you, Zach. I appreciate thank everything. You. And uh, keep, uh, keep going with Death Comes Lifting. It's a fucking great thing you're doing there. So. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, let me know. I'd love to send you something. Awesome. Please do. Yeah, well, yeah. Let me know, man. I'll hook it up.
All good. Awesome. Call me. Yeah. Take it all. <laughs> we got it. We got to hook it up, and I'm going to get uh, Curian's record out on vinyl. That's that's my mission. Nice, dude. Nice. <laughs> Cheers, brother. Thank you so much. All right, brother. Thanks, man. Have a good Thank night. Thank you. Take care. Ciao.